Well, what can we say? It is a new year, and a new year signifies a fresh start. It's that time of year where we wipe the slate clean and say, this year I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing. A year where many of us last year wanted to do so much. We had so many plans, so many thoughts, so many ideas about what we could have done with 2020. We wanted to do this, that. We wanted to complete this or that. We wanted to well, whatever it is that you look back and go, oh, that's not what I thought. I thought it was going to be like that. You see, and as a church, even we had so many plans, didn't we? We had so many things we wanted to do, so many ways of reaching out and reaching others, so many ways of blessing our family, so many ways of honoring those who uh, are around us, so many ways of loving each other. And see, I was going to use this week as a, as a vision casting week for the church, but instead, I think we need to come down to a bit more of a vision casting personally first, where we cast a vision for our own lives, cast a vision for where we are and where we want to be and where we're going to go in this year. See, there's so much going on right now. I just want to encourage you simply to stand, stand where you are, stand where God has placed you. And after you've done everything to stand, to stand firm, in who God is. Stand firm. Today, I want to challenge you at the start of this new year to stand firm in who you know God has made you to be and who you know you are. To stand firm simply in the truth of God, the truth that God speaks over to you. You know what? You could be gloomy about the situation we're in. Oh, tier four, and we could just be gloomy about it all. Restrictions are being tightened again, etc., etc. Whatever we want to look at it. And we have to be honest, and we have to let's let honestly evaluate where we are, where we are standing right now. Take stock of what God has done. I want us all to sit and take stock about where, where we are. What has God done in our lives? How has he met your needs in the last year? How has he met time and time again everything that you needed God to provide, he provided I want you to stand firm and stand tall, knowing that he has got you in the palm of his hand. He promised to never leave us and never forsake us, and he would be with us to the very end of the age. You know what? God has promised to never leave us. So is our hearts and minds focused on that? And then not only that, I do want us to ask ahead and say, God, what is the roadway ahead? What is the map ahead for me personally? I want you all to do that individually. Because as we go into 2021, we have to ask him to give us a vision for our life. Ask us to give us a vision for who he has made us to be. Because the thing, the joy is he made us who we are, but then he also calls us into who he made us to be. Because we've all have so much more potential than what we are currently living to. So if you haven't, I want you to sit down and make plans for this year. Sit down and make ideas and thoughts and, and plans and purposes and stuff that you want to see happen and see completed in 2021. I want to encourage you to not get sidetracked and not get drawn away into a gloomy outlook and make no plans and no purposes. Because I guarantee you, if you make plans to do nothing, then you will accomplish that. You will do nothing with your life if you make plans to do nothing. So I want us to look at Ephesians just as we come and as we think about these things, I want us to look at Ephesians 6 and let's look at what Ephesians 6 has to say. So Ephesians 6 
verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. See, we find out about the strength of God and his power by knowing who he is. We need to know who God is. We need to simply sit back knowing that he has the power to do all things. We sit back and we trust in God, knowing he is the all-powerful God who created all of this. So we trust in him. We trust in him and, and what he says. And in verse 11, it says to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. See, there's schemes and plots and things happening all around us, but we arm ourselves so we can take a stand. We arm ourselves so that we don't fall for any old hoax. We don't buy into any of the lies that are around us. We don't just say yes to any old idea that comes along. We don't just fall for anything, but we surround ourselves with the protection that God gives us. This protection comes from God and is found in God. See, God has given us these tools to protect ourselves. God has given us these things so that we may be able to stand up against anything that comes our way, anything that comes against us, and anything that comes against the plans that God has made. Why? Verse 12, Ephesians 6, verse 12, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, I want to remind you, it's not a physical battle we fight. We don't go out and fight individual people. You know what? We are in a spiritual battle. We are in a battle within the spiritual realms of this area, of our own lives, of our own walks, our families' walks. There is spiritual warfare happening right now. And that warfare is happening, as I said, for this area. It's happening over our families and our friends. And then not only that, that is also happening over your life. The spiritual battle for your attention. Where is your attention? Is it firmly placed on Jesus? Is it firmly placed completely on Jesus? You see, we are in a battle to unite our hearts together. Our hearts need to be united together on the mission that Jesus gave us. See, these powers are trying to come against us and are trying to wrestle their way in. And yes, we've seen it happen over previous weeks and previous years and throughout our lifetimes. We've seen how uh, the devil's been able to wrestle his way into situations within church life, within our own lives, within our family and friends' lives, and wrestle people away from God, wrestle people away from Jesus and the mission that Jesus has given us. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to armor up for 2021. I'm going to uh, make sure that I've got the spiritual armor put in place. Will you join me? Will we all do this together? Verse 13, it says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. See, we can only do this in his strength. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, it was a good few years ago, they used to have bracelets that come out. It was F-R-O-G, fully reliant on God. Would you be a frog? You see, are we willing 
to be in the protection that God gives? Are we willing to stay in that place, in that place of protection that God gives? See, are we remembering that it's never about us individually, but it is about us individually coming corporately together? So if you find yourself saying, I, I, I all the time, you need to put yourself in check. We all do. Because sometimes with the best of intentions, we think about I, and then it becomes all about us. It becomes all about where we are and how we feel and what we want to get out of things. So I want to encourage you in this new year to stop saying I and stop thinking about you as an individual. It says, lift up your head, O you gates, fling wide your everlasting doors that the King of glory may come in. And we all need to do that. We all need to stop ourselves, fling wide the doors of our hearts, the everlasting part of us, our souls need to be flung wide open. And we need to come to God and we need to get lost in him and start to stop thinking about ourselves. Stop thinking about I. We need to start thinking about we. It's all about us corporately as we come to God. See, we suit up in what God gives us. And as every attack comes and we stand firm as the army of God, as the people of God, we are all suited. We need to stand firm and not in ourselves and not in our ideas, not in the things that we have given ourselves, but we stand firm united in God. So what has God given us? What has God given you to stand up and to stand firm? Verse 14, it says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. We stand in the truths of the Bible. We stand in the truths of the word of God, the truth that is found in God. It holds everything in place. God's truth holds everything where it should be. Our truth changes. What men thought to be true a couple of hundred years ago is now found out not to be true. Men thought the earth was flat. That was their truth. And then they found out, no, it's a sphere. But yet, and if they looked at the Bible the whole time, it told us that the earth is round, that the earth is a sphere. See, God's truth holds everything where it should be. And now I get told off sometimes for not wearing a belt. And then you can guess what happens. My trousers ride down slightly and then my wife tells me off. Why? Because my, my trousers aren't being held in place. Things aren't being held where they should be. And you see, that's why we wear the belt. We wear the belt because the belt is truth. The belt holds things where they need to be. The belt holds things firm and holds things girded in place. And then, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. See, what protects your vital organs? What protects the vital parts of who you are? What protects the main parts of your body that gives you life and sustains your life? The righteousness of God protects that. Not our righteousness, but the righteousness of God. And God has given us his righteousness to protect us. Right standing with God protects us. So if we stay in that place of right standing with God, where we are in his righteousness, because we know our own means nothing, that is our defense. That is what defends us. That is what keeps us strong. It surrounds us and protects the vital parts of who we are, the vital parts that, can, of, that could be attacked, 
that could actually then cause us some critical harm. If we aren't standing in God's righteousness, then the vital parts of our lives could be attacked and could be damaged. Not only that, this righteousness then shows others who we are. It shows army. It's part of the uniform that we wear that declares that we are in allegiance with our brothers and sisters who all wear the same breastplate of righteousness. It shows who we're fighting for. It shows what we believe in and what we are doing. And that's the biggest part of our armor that's on display. It covers the most. The righteousness of God needs to cover all of us. And then verse 15, it says, And with your feet, fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Are we standing in the gospel of peace? Are we, have we got them firmly fitted to our feet so that everywhere we go, we carry that message with us? The message of Jesus is the protection that we have that everywhere we go, we take the message with us. We stand in that message in every situation we are in. We take the good news of Jesus and his love and his message and the sacrifice that he made. We take that and as we go into every circumstance that protects us, as we share that message in every place we go with everything happening around us, that is the message that protects us. That is what leads us. That is the driving force behind where we are and where we want to be and where we stand in. Jesus never told us to run and hide in holy huddles. He never told us to run and, uh, and protect ourselves, protect all our little things, but he told us to go to go and make disciples. And as we go and make disciples, we are in his message. We stand firmly in the message of God, the message of hope that he's given us for this world. This message of hope transforms us. We are disciples sharing the message that has transformed us. And that's our protection as we go everywhere. We show people the love of God. Verse 16. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith from which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So not only do we have our bodily protection, we have the protection of the truth, of the belt of truth, the righteousness that covers us, the good news that takes us. Then we have a shield of faith that isn't attached directly to us, but at what goes ahead of us, at what surrounds us, the shield that is in front of you. And it will take the hits. It will take the hits of anything the devil tries to throw at you, anything the devil tries to attack you with. It takes the hit. The faith that you have takes the hits. So I want to encourage you to have great faith in our great God. Have great faith as we go into 2021. It protects us from all the lies. It protects us from all the deceit, from all the evil, for any strategies, for anything that might be trying to be thrown at us. It protects us. So I want to encourage you, lift your faith. Let your faith rise up. When it hits your shield, it doesn't hit you directly. It hits something that is in front of you, that goes ahead of you to protect you. Your faith protects you. So I want to encourage you, have great faith in 2021. And then 17, it says, take the helmet of salvation. Our heads are covered. I'm so glad to know that our heads are protected. You see, most of our senses is where it is all within our head. 
We see, we smell, we taste, we hear all around our head. And not only that then, our thoughts and our mind and our brain is within our head, the control system for who we are and what we do. See, salvation means the deliverance of our souls from sin and its consequences and protection from harm or a dire situation. You see, we are protected. We've got a helmet of salvation. What protects what we, what we allow to come into us, all of our senses, all of our things, it protects us, the salvation that we have, this saving grace that we have from God, this grace and mercy. So anything that might try and come in at us in any sort of form mentally, our salvation protects us. The faith that we have in our salvation saves us. So anything that tries to come against you, make sure you submit it to the saving grace of God, to the saving grace of the message of Jesus, that Jesus loves you, that he loves me. And it says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of, the God, word of God. See, God protects us by giving us his words. And his words is a weapon that will cut through anything. It's a sword, a sharp sword that comes our way. In another passage in Hebrews, it refers to God's word as alive and active. You know, God's word, it's not a dead thing. It's not just words on a page. It's alive and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's the beauty of the Word of God. The Word of God brings things to life. It's not dead. It's not dying. It's alive. It's active. And it cuts through things. So anything that tries to work its way in, if it's not true and if it's not in line with the Word of God, you know what? If we know the Word of God, you know what? God will use that to cut through the lies and to show us the truth. Because it can't cut itself. God's word can't cut itself. So it won't cut itself to pieces. If anything, it will prove itself and it will show itself to be true. And if there's lies trying to work its way in, it will divide them. Even to the point where joints and marrow are cut apart. Even to the point where our soul and our spirit can be divided by the word of God. That's how specific God's word is and can be. So I want to encourage you with those thoughts. You know what? This is how God protects us. He protects us by giving us all of these things to stand firm in. So after having done everything to stand, we still stand firm. That's what we need at the start of 2021, to stand firm. We need to stand and ask God to reveal where we are. And then we ask God to reveal not only where we are, but where we're going. What's his plans? What's his thoughts? What's his ideas for 2021? And we do this, yes, personally, but we all do it together. We all do it for our brothers and sisters. Why do you ask, do I say this? Because if we read on in verse 18, it says this, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people 
Pray also for me that whenever I speak, the words may be given me so that I will be so that I will fearlessly make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. See, we all need to pray for each other. We all need to pray for each other in the Spirit. We need to pray asking God to reveal. We need to pray standing in the armor of God, standing in the protection of God, and then we allow God to reveal to us how to pray over one another, in what ways we need to pray for each other. We pray connected to God, connected to the power of the Holy Spirit as he reveals the mysteries of God both to us and through us. We remain alert and we take note of what God is saying over each other and pray this either directly over each other in written prayers or spoken so let us step out in faith. Let us stand firm in our faith. And let us take extra time to pray over every single member of God's family. Every single member of our church family. Let us take time to do that. Let's pray. And don't just pray expecting God to not to speak. But let's pray in faith. Asking God to speak Let's pray asking God to give you words for your brothers and sisters. Let's pray. And then whenever God does speak, when God gives you a Bible passage, when God gives you either a word or words to speak over someone, a thought or an idea, a song, a prayer, then write it down or phone them and share it with them. Encourage each other with the words of God. Encourage and support one another. Don't wait for others to do it, but let's take the initiative and do it ourselves. Let's take the initiative and actually, in faith, believe that God can speak to every one of us and that we can bless each other with the words of God. And let's just pray together now as we do this. God, we thank you so much that your word is alive and it is active, that your words cut through lies. So God, I pray right now that you will just speak to all of us as sons and daughters of the living God. May we encourage one another with your thoughts, with your plans, with your words. May we be in a place of active faith. May we be in a place where we claim the promises of God, where we see the promises of God worked out in our generation where we battle, not each other, but we battle the spiritual forces trying to work its lives into our lives. God, may we stand firm in the truth and stand in the armor that you give us. God, may you let us know the truth, the truth that sets us free, the truth that holds things in place. May we know your righteousness, God, not right standing in ourselves, but right standing in you. And God, may you give us the message of hope and love and faith as we take it forward and out into this world, into our family and friends, into the world and community around us. May we take that message of hope out beyond ourselves, beyond our doors, beyond anywhere that we normally go. Wherever you lead us, take us to that place of risk. God, in faith, may we just not let anything come against us, but may we just pray in the Spirit. May we pray 
on all occasions, all types of prayer. May we pray connected to you. And God, we just want to invite you to personally come now. Come and speak to us individually. Come and speak to us. Come and lead us in your pathways. Come and lead us on the right paths that lead us to righteousness. God, we come to you, the author and perfecter of our faith, and say, come and lead us to where we need to be. Lead us into that place of significance. Lead us into that place where we lead a life of significance. Lead us into that place where we are connected to you. God, we just want to lift your name high. We want to lift the name of Jesus high and we want to draw people to you. So God, just come and have your way in us and through us. Thank you that your love, your love cuts, your words cut deep into our hearts, even dividing spirit from soul sometimes. And God, we just pray that you just come and unite our hearts with you and unite our hearts together. And may we just serve you with all that we have, with all that we are and all that we long to be. So God, come and have your way in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. In closing, we're just going to sing another song together and just take this time to, to sing, to reflect, and then just take time just praying for all of our brothers and sisters, for everybody you know and love and care about. Take time and send messages, send letters, send texts, send phone calls, send whatever, it, videos, send whatever it is that you want to send and bless each other. Let each other know that you're praying for each other. Let all of us just bring all of us in together in prayer and let a just a symphony of praise and prayer rise to God as we just declare who he is in this new year, in this new season that we are walking into, in this new time that we are going to have together. Yes, things may have been bad in 2020, but you want to know what? God can do way more than we can dream or imagine. So let's start believing in faith for what God's got ahead of us. And let us lay aside everything that may hinder and chase after him, and chase after his presence, and chase after God, the God who loves us, the God who knows us, the God who created us. So God bless you all in this new year, and I'm sure I'll see you all very soon. God bless you all. See you soon.